This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. Great conversation today, Christine. Because you are turned up on like level 11 today. I feel good. All right. You can't hold me back. All right. Hank Ebling, the fourth is with us today from west of Chicago. Somewhere out there. He's really cool. Founder, owner, H4, author, fitness educator. Good looking guy. <laughs> yeah, very handsome. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great conversation about uh, his book, right? What do we call it? Crushing the Competition with Service. And it applies not only to the fitness world, but uh, to business at large. It's, uh, you know, really, really good. Just, you know, tidbits and, uh, you know, a lot of information about just working with other people, right? That's what we are. It's a service industry. Right. And we had Hank, like I do to everybody, qualify themselves. You don't just get on the Two Fit Crazies in my Microphone podcast and not have some experience to back up what you're talking about. And What's really cool is he went to UNLV, wound up doing a lot of hospitality work at the Venetian in Vegas, which he talks about with, you know, fitness and whatnot, and really learned a lot, not just from there, but from places like Equinox and top of the line fitness, you know, companies, industry, really educated himself. He even mentions Todd Durkin. Seriously, how many people go, Todd, how many things has Todd Durkin, Todd Durkin done is, with the people that we talk to? He's like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's like yeah. Christine Conti. Like there's a degree <laughs> of separation, which is funny because we're one degree from Todd Durkin, which right. is, um, so that I think is really funny, but he does get into, you know, how he was able to be successful and the mentors he surrounded himself with. And now he wants to open up his third location of H4 training, which is like a small group. And he came out with a book and um, it's, it's a great conversation and leaves a lot of information about everybody put your client first period. The end, right? It has nothing to do with you. Nothing. It has everything to do with them. All of it. You're, I mean, you could have a mediocre product, yeah. but you're so good and so energetic and alive and, and you make people feel amazing. I mean. Your workouts may be the greatest workouts known to mankind. Or not. But if they don't fit what your client needs, then they're no good. Right? So service from there, service getting to know them, service, 
you know, smiling when you walk in the door, service, knowing their name, service, you know, helping them and just getting to know everything about them. Uh, it's just, it's just, a, you know, I, I, I say during this podcast, I don't know how anybody really actually does it without it, but I, you hear the stories all the time. They do, right. and right. they're not successful. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's such a staple of how you and I operate, and certainly Hank's wrote the book. So, uh, Hank Hank is uh, this is how he you know lives and works, and and uh, you know has dedicated himself to his profession, and it's just uh, just really good, really good to hear from the dude who wrote the book. Right? Yeah, I like Hank. He's my new friend. All right, there we go. So uh, check it out. We know you'll love this one. Here we go. Two Fit Crazy on a Microphone podcast. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at, Brian. Uh-huh. How are you doing today? Good. And now you're a little bit like a little turned up Yeah, today. you know, it's a Wednesday. Turned We're recording on up. a Wednesday. I don't, you know, it doesn't, I don't know, I'm sure when you're going to listen to this, but it's mm-hmm. a Wednesday and uh, we rarely record on Wednesdays. So, yeah, we're usually you know, we, Friday. We Friday try to parties. accommodate the schedules of our guests and yeah. it's very important and we wouldn't do it for just anybody, right, Christine? Right. But you know what? We're in here on Wednesday with Hank Ebling. How are you? I am awesome. And you know what? I am honored that I get to be a Wednesday podcast guest. So mm-hmm. thank you for letting me have that honor, both of you. That's right. I said, all right, Christine does all our booking, as most of the audience knows. So I'm like, well, who, who the hell is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, what, you know, we need to do it on a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Right? Well, we do a lot during the week, but it's usually our formal Oh, Hank, yes. We have to tell you, we we do a lot of like you know adult formal webinar hosting and podcasts and whatnot, and we have to be behaved. So that's why our own show is normally Friday, where we could don't have to Cut look loose. at notes Fit and I crazy don't have to Friday. pretend that I'm really super interested in something when I'm really not. You know, there's there's that. <laughs> it's casual Friday. <laughs> do whatever you want, right? Pretty much. Oh man! All right. West of Chicago, tell us about it. What's going on with you? Uh, currently, well, you guys have in your possession, I uh, wrote a book over quarantine. Uh, so perfect time, right? Everyone's locked in the house. So why not uh, knock something off the bucket list? So uh, called Crush the Competition with Service. It's from a small business owner for small business owners, uh, you know, whether you're fitness or not. Um, it's really specifically designed for small business owners to do just that. Uh become kind of stand out amongst the crowd, right? With building your business to be a people first business. And that's what I did with my gyms. And um, that's what the book's about. So spent uh, a lot of the last couple months. I know, I believe Christine got something coming out soon too. So she probably knows what it's like, uh, you know, digging in on a book. So spent a lot of time doing that recently. It's chaos. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for, you know, all the people that I am not happy with right now. 
Because you're like, well, this is cool. And they're like, no, no, it's not. And I'm like, mm, okay, agree to disagree. Yeah, and it depends. I mean, I don't know how long. I, yeah, I purposely made mine short because I feel like, especially people in fitness, uh, we have a very short attention span and <laughs> we like to be active. So I made it extremely short to the point. So. Even um, even throw a few pictures in there for us. We some appreciate pictures, yep. yeah. Let's let's make it more fun, <laughs> not just your your two boring, you know, black and white type business books. So you have a party in a book. That's what when I was you know studying books and whatnot. Um, well, I am a former English teacher, so I did study a lot of books in my life. But um, one of the you know one of the things people talk about is like you know what what do you want people to feel when they open it up, even if they don't you know read all of it. It's like you know, do you want a party in a book? Do you want something formal? Do you want you know, and and that's cool. I love it. Love the color scheme. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, cool, thank you. Crushing them. Crushing. What, uh, tell us about it. Give us some uh, bullet points. Service. Kill them with service. Right. Crush them with service. Yeah, I mean, if you're a business owner, and you know, we're fitness heavy here, right on this podcast. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what business, but at the end of the day, it starts with the leader. So whoever, probably a lot of people listening, you as the leader, you got to have that mindset. It has to be a priority. If you put people first, the profits will come, right? Most business owners, especially gym owners, don't necessarily think that way. We're thinking about just the profits first. And then you got to have a great team. I mean, I know it's tough right now to find great people, but if you don't have people to carry out that service mindset that you, the leader, have created, then it's just not going to work. How are you going to grow, right? Unless you're going to do every single thing and be in front of only uh, your clients all the time, then you're not going to be able to carry that out. So you need a great team and then you got to have great systems and strategies. And that's kind of really what it's all about. Uh, you know, you look at it as uh, LTS, right? Leadership team and systems. Um, so if, if you have those things then you'll have a great customer service based business um, and exactly what it says, you crush the competition, stay out ahead because we know everything is so competitive these days. Um, and it's only going to get worse, right? Everything going online. So things just get more and more competitive. So you got to find something that can stand out and customer service is, is that thing. All right. Let's, let's qualify yourself then. Let's go back because yes. in order to crush the competition, you know, you, you didn't just, I have such a pet peeve with the, with, this is so good. I get riled up on this Uh-oh. all the time. Uh-oh. I have such a pet peeve with, with people who have not gotten their hands dirty and done all the things, right, and and started their own business and worked with people. And then they come up and they pontificate about how just do these things and you'll be successful and you'll get more followers and you'll get more clients and your retention. You've done the things. And that's what I think is important for our listeners to hear. Tell us about how you, you know, take us back and then take us forward through this crush the competition. So H4, tell us about how you started this and how you got into, you know, fitness in general. Yeah, I think it goes back. Um, I, you know, Brian went to college on the West coast as did I, I went to UNLV in Vegas and I actually worked in the Venetian hotel. Those of you listening, probably mm-hmm. very familiar. Uh, they have a great spa fitness center. And during that time, my very first manager, she was, customer service obsessed. I mean, how you talk to people that came in, how your hands were positioned. If you pointed with a finger, led with the hand, I mean, you name it, that was like her thing. So from an early, uh, not age, but early part in my career in fitness, I was kind of groomed 
from a customer service standpoint. So that just led to starting to get that ingrained and then study it more, learn more about service and uh, the overall experience. And then that just led to, uh, once I got out of college, my first job with Equinox, a very well-known um, fitness chain, very high-end clientele. And that's kind of what I used to build my business was, okay, I'm gonna. it's all going to be about the experience and how I treat people because the other trainers are just doing their hour session and they could care less about that person after that. So let me do the opposite and that'll help me stand out. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, and then again, that just carried on then into H4 once we opened the doors back in 2013. So what was different? What's so different? And I I love the fact that you were in at the Venetian because those are, you know, this is, you know, it's all about service. It's about how do you make someone Experience. feel right? So what did you do that was so different? I mean, we're all familiar. Most people listening to this too. I mean, we're near New York. I mean, Equinox is like, you know, was always the creme de la creme, you know, the high end this. What did you take away from that and what did you implement into your own business yeah i mean you know when it comes to customer service and the experience it's nothing mind shattering you know we're not talking about computer coding chemistry here it's just executing on it right some people will do it in spurts but not continuously so it's just all about the c word which is care it seems so fluffy and everybody does that but they really don't. I mean, especially in fitness industry, it's very self-centered. I'm going to use my workouts for my clients and it's all about me and what I like. And it's rarely more about what that person wants and needs. So just becoming so focused on, you know what? I got Brian here. He's my client. What does he want? What does he need? What times does he want? What can I do for him outside of our hour that we're together that would bring him value? So it's just centering on that person, their likes, dislikes, what they need, even more so than what most people were doing. Uh, and then so that just naturally carried on then into my own business, which has just become so centered around that individual. And as your business grows, don't lose that, which generally happens, right? You get a lot of people and then it just, you start to get sloppy. So you just got to be consistent. It's so crazy that all, that all these things are such a part of my training and business and, and everything. And it, it's everything to do with the client. And like, you know, and I, I'm just like, I hear you say it and you're teaching it people and you have to write a book about it. Like, what are people doing out there? Right? Like the people don't actually do this. They just kind of show up and punch the, you know, the clock. And do you, and, do you really want me to answer I, I that mean, question? I know, I know it, but <laughs> I know it, but it's like, it, it's just so foreign from my day to day and what I do and like everything. I stopped the class yesterday. A kid that I, that, that we trained, she comes to my gym. She's home for the summer. She just got into Yale MBA. We stopped the fucking class. It was like, <laughs> we're going to clap this up. Like this is amazing. Yale. Right, you're gonna come back and do my books, kid. Uh, you know, I was joking with her, and and you know, it's like that's the stuff that I show up to the gym for. Uh, you know, that's the stuff that they show up to the gym for. And and you know, what else are we doing? Uh, yeah, know? And, you know, you look though, it's no surprise why you're successful, right? Because you do those things, and you also make it a point and a priority. It's kind of part of your culture, and it has to be part of your culture, else you just don't execute on it on a regular basis. Right. You might do it here and there, but not like you, right? And it shows with your results. Right, right. And people are willing to do more, you know? It's like you show them that you care. And, and they're willing to, 
you know, listen and, you know, accept your advice and all those things. You know, it's, it's really important. I love what you said, just going back to the Venetian and, and Equinox and all those things, all those, you know, those rungs to the ladder and those stepping stones and those things that you've done in your career, whether they were in fitness or not or whatever it was, the hospitality industry, I guess. And uh, same with us. You know, we've, we've had multiple careers over the years. And, you know, I, I, had, I was in the mortgage industry. And our, and our whole thing was there's lots of people selling mortgages out there. We have to out-service them. We have to do it. And, you know, again, it's, it's just been ingrained in me. And, and uh, you know, I get to know the stories. And that's just, you know, what helps. So I, I love that that is such a part of, you know, like just a, a part of your story because we're nothing without our experiences. I want every kid that's going to come in and train like in a gym. I also want them to like work on a construction site or like wait tables or something where they have to like talk to people and like maybe screw up and, you know, and, and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just kind of like be in a, a place where they have it. to like look eye to eye and, you know, just. Well, just... actually, not to interrupt you, but when you talk about that point um, at Equinox period when I was a manager, if I heard somebody say they were a server at any point or worked at Starbucks, it was like. You got my attention just for that reason, because you know, they're personable, you know, they have great service. They know how to engage in conversation. Who cares if they even had training experience, you could coach that stuff up. But man, if, just like you said, if you knew they had that, that's, that's almost a shoe and they're going to be successful. Right. Chances are they've taken out a garbage or scrubbed the toilet too. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. important, like grinded out things that, uh, you know, that, that really can help you along. So you now all right, so you now take your experience. You're like, I'm going to open up my own place. Um, what you know, what went into that? So tell, take us from you know. There's so many people listening that are like, I want to do something different, or I want to step outside this comfort zone. What are some of the things they should be brushing up on that you've learned, that you've put in, and have been able to grow? Yeah, I think the number one thing, and this is for any business um, individual that wants to be in business, is you got to find a mentor, find someone that has been there, done that for myself. You guys have probably heard of Rick Mayo. Um, he's got a gym in Atlanta, Alloy. Uh, he's someone I connected with. He's been there, done it for since the early 90s, I believe. Sought him out, talked to him, attended um, seminars that he talked to, went to his gym, and then just learned what mistakes did that person make that I don't want to make. What could they teach me that will shortcut things? Uh, so you got to find someone that's been there, done that. If if you want to open a yoga studio, find someone that's done that. Talk to them. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you'd agree. I find that in our industry, everybody is so open to help. Um, if you just reach out and say, hey, some questions for you or this or that. I mean, everybody's so cool. Nobody is going to turn a shoulder to you. They're going to be willing to, you know, pay it back to somebody else because somebody probably did the same for them. So found somebody in this case, Rick, learned from him and then just started implementing and taking action, right? Um, okay, I'm working at Equinox. Let's cut my hours back and let's use half the day to start planning this project, if you will, aka the gym that I want to open and then put a stamp on it. It's got to happen by this date. For me, it was, you know, I gave myself a year out, like it has to happen by then else you just keep pushing it off, right? So I think find a mentor, who has done what you've done and then put a, a date, a timeline. So you don't just keep pushing the thing, you know, to the next month, to the next month, to the perfect time, which we know that'll never happen. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta do it. I love that you said sought him out. 
you sought him out. You were like, "This is my, this is a guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him." You know, and and uh, like you said, most people are awfully receiving and and are willing to help. And and you know, it's it's really great. Uh, what what is it that he helped you most with? Was it uh, organization of the gym? Was it business sense? Was it training? You know, structuring the workouts? What was it? Yeah, you know what? I think it was honestly a little bit of everything. Um, and like you said, literally was watching a video on YouTube. Um, everyone listening probably knows Thomas Plummer, one mm-hmm. of the godfathers of fitness business and he literally said in a video for those of you who want to open a gym you should reach out to rick mayo so found his information did just that yeah a little bit of everything um spent some time at mike boyle's gym learned a lot about programming you know that guy is so smart right um spent some time going to seminars uh you know alan cosgrove again very successful fitness business, Todd Durkin's mastermind, learned a lot about energy, the experience. If you know Todd, you know he's all about the energy and the experience. So learned a lot about him and just take little aspects of each person and uh, you just kind of blend that together and you know formulate that with your own little plan and concept and there you go. You know what I keep hearing? The word education. That's right. Investment. Mm-hmm. Right. Investment in yourself. It's <laughs> it, There is... I have to say, this is true story, true story. Yesterday, I, I sent emails out to people. Um, I'd written this course and they're, this company is providing like, you know, a big discount for a, for like a, you know, a week. They're giving like a big percent off of it. And of course, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not one to like, you know, kind of promote whatever. I said, but you know what? You guys may be interested in this. This company's doing a big promotion. Um, you know, it's like a couple hundred dollars off and someone writes back and we've been talking about education and investment and, and return and, and, um, someone writes back exactly after we had this big conversation, like, Hey, I would really love this information. I think it would be helpful to me, but you know what? It's just a little bit, it's still just a little bit outside my budget. I'm like, so taking a, a 17 hour course for a couple hundred dollars that makes you a specialist is kind of outside your budget. I'm like it. And to me, I get it. I totally get it there. You have to money and this and that, but you know, sitting here thinking like, you know, getting one client, like you get one more client and that pays for it in like two sessions. You know, it, it's just such a different way to think. And as fitness professionals, or I don't care what type of professional you are, you just went through, I went to this mastermind. I sought out this, you know, this. I, You know what? I put down some money, and that money helped me be a successful fill-in-the-blank. And, you know, investing in yourself, it's just like, why do you go to college? Why do you go to school? Because no one can ever take your education away from you. And I mean, that's so powerful. And I know you go through a bunch of different steps in your book about, you know, some specific examples of, you know, of what you do. Will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, in terms of um, like the training onboarding with staff or... um... All of it. I mean, you give you give examples of. I mean, don't give everything away. We want our <laughs> listeners to get the book. Get you the know? details on that. However, there are some things you know that maybe you've learned through you know these mentors that you now you know implement execute in H four. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things from the book and that we do is uh, that most fitness professionals fail at is the onboarding. Um, it's kind of like 
hey, we hired Christine, just throw her to the wolves. She'll figure <laughs> out the training. Um, but we spend our entire week's focus, sometimes two weeks focus has nothing to do with training at all. We're a small group training gym, right? All small groups, um, our coaches, you know, we could have one or two coaches in a session. And those first two weeks, we don't talk one ounce about doing a lunge, uh, doing push-ups, what good form looks like, anything. It's strictly focused on service and observations. And we do observations. It's about learning about our client base. I want you to observe. I want you to learn about, you know, Christine. I want you to learn about Brian, Jim, Melissa. What are their tendencies? What are they like? What do they don't like? Build the relationships. It's like relationships one-on-one because before you can even start to train that person, I want you to know them inside and out. I want them to be just as comfortable with you um, because if you start to rush somebody in the training aspect, they lose the, the rest of it, right? They get so focused, especially us trainer nerds that we all are. We get so focused on the squat and the lunge and all that stuff, which is great, but then we forget about the other aspects. So let's not even talk about that until like a week or two in and just get you so zeroed in on service and relationships that other stuff will slowly start to come in and you'll be a better coach, at least for what we do. But I think no matter what aspect or um, what type of training you do, it'll be beneficial for you. Yeah, you know, a lot of times it's like, all right, we just need help. Can you can you do this class? Like, can you do it? Yeah, okay, good. You're hired. Like, you know, it, it's kind of it, it's just so backwards. And and here it is. It's your it's your baby. You know, it's your it's it's everything that you want it to be. So you've got to take the time to you know to really work them in and 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 make sure that they're you know greeting them with a smile and getting everybody's names if nothing else. And uh, you know, we we usually make the the uh, you know we have a check in system, so they all check in. But it's like make sure they're checked in so that that new person can get to know their names you know and names and faces and all those things and you know just walk around with the little with the ipad and be like okay i see you're checked in hank uh you know good good to see you know good to see you here you know just things like that that you know just kind of help help everybody along um you know so what about uh what about your training i mean what about uh what is it that that you do what is it that some of those things you know is it just greet with greet them with a smile is it what else What, what more do you do yeah, some of our service points obviously use names. Everyone loves to hear their names. Another key one we talk to people about is um, treat people how they want to be treated, not how you want to be treated, right? That main rule of thumb has always been, oh, treat Brian just how you'd want to be treated. Well, what if I want to be treated differently than you, right? We're all individuals, so treat them how they want to be treated. And then just a f- extreme focus on the person's interests. So... You know, we know Christine's done some Ironmans, some marathons, right? I could care less. I don't run them. I have zero interest in them. But because she does, if I'm in front of her training her, that now becomes my uh, mindset and I now become into it. I don't need to be an expert. I don't need to act like it's my favorite thing, but I at least need to be able to talk to her about it and show that I care because to her, that's very important. Um, so we really talk a lot about diving into the other person's interests and making it about them and not you, right? It's not about my weekend, what I like. If you ask me, of course, we'll talk, but it's about Christine and what she likes in that session. And that's so important to give that person that experience that they want. I All right, ready? This is another good one. Last week, I, I've worked for all these different companies and I was I had this man in my session. Love him. So great. He's outside of Atlanta. 
He is, you would have never thought, he actually works for some big like nutrition something for the government, right? But he is on the like national horticulture board for the United States or something. Mm -hmm. He like is, does something with hydrangeas. That's like something really big. I know nothing about flowers. Okay. (laughs) Nothing. Like I kill everything, but he is so into all this stuff. So I'm like, so, um, how do you know what a hydrangea looks like? You know, like, or how do you? And it's so funny because. You should ask him how not to kill things. Well, I have. I already yeah, have. Yeah, that would have been my first question. Right. I was like, so, but he's taken me on like a, a virtual garden tour because his is on like the Atlanta tours and whatnot. And it's so funny because, you know, like I don't really know anything and it's, it's very natural. Maybe I'm not really interested. I don't really want to grow hydrangeas. I don't know. But it's kind of interesting how, you know, just how excited he is about the stuff. And then I get excited because he's so excited. And, you know, it's just that energy exchange. I think people forget I, I find people to be, you know, people are just so fascinating to me. Like, I, I just love people. Yeah. Who are you? What's your story? You know, like, like give how it to I me. walk up to people in the airport. <laughs> yeah. I used to. And I'm like, hey. What's your name? Where are you going? Hi. But you know what I mean? It's like I could talk well, to – Nowadays sh- you talk to somebody, a stranger, and they're like, get away from me. Don't breathe. Anymore. Right. It's like really weird. Yeah. How's that going for you? What's uh, what's Illinois like with uh, your gym setups now? What's the what – the- um, You know what? I mean all of us coaches are still wearing masks. Um, clients, we, we leave it up to most people at this point now because they've either been vaccinated or if they've chosen not to, right. you know, they've kind of made that decision. Uh, so we're kind of not normal, but – probably a little well off versus maybe some other states. Um, we've been able to get most of our clients back. I think everyone's kind of at that point now, right, where if they did the online thing, they're like, I need to be back into a freaking gym. Right. Um, did you so, keep Did you keep your online stuff up or are you going to do away with that? The, the only thing we did for online, honestly, because we just know our clients want that in-person experience, is we did YouTube uh, and Zoom videos when we got shut down and we just offered like three a day. And we've just continued to put content up and just like, it's an extra value play for us. Just use it on your off days. We know nobody's going to not join because they can go to YouTube because that's not why they're joining our gym. Right. Um, so we just kind of keep the content coming and it's just extra. It's built into you, their memory. You said the word and it's value. Like the continuing of the, just putting out the value. You value, you have to, or else, you know, it was, it was a strange time. I mean, it's crazy that it was a year ago, but you know, we're, we're still, we're still masks inside for anybody, uh, in New Jersey. And, but we fortunately have a big outdoor space. So outdoors, it's no masks. You can do whatever you want. Um, and so it, it works, you know, it works, but we kept our, we kept our online stuff up. We, we recorded so goddamn much in those first like three, four months that, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to be on a loop, uh, where, where people, if they aren't comfortable coming back, they can, you know, as long as they don't cancel, I guess is the, is the, is the deal. Um, but uh, yeah, I left. People, people ask me sometimes, like, "What gyms are you at?" And I'm like, "Never went back anywhere." Yeah, and I just do online see, stuff for companies all over the world. Same now. thing. It's though. like so. It's so different. It's like a, you it's know, a different all, skill set too. Yeah, we all went in different. I feel like a lot of fitness professionals went in different directions. Whether it's you know you did the online or you're coming back or you know you're doing some sort of you know some sort of hybrid, which I think a lot of people are doing, or 
you left the industry altogether or you went into, you know, research and presenting and, um, you know, podcasting. Well, I mean, we've always been <laughs> podcasting, but, um, yeah, there was a lot of gym owners that shut the doors, right? They're just like, no doubt about they, it. They yep. couldn't take it or they just financially couldn't make it. Yep, but they, it was kind of sad if they were good, but yeah, but you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it, I, I, again, I was in the mortgage business when the financial crisis happened. Right. And it was like, People were closing their doors, but it's kind of like that's just the market, you know. It, it's it's like it, it, you almost, in a way, wanted it to because if you were good at your job, you're going to have a job. You were going to be yeah. able to survive. You were going to be able to do it, and it definitely did weed out a lot of people that shouldn't have been there in the first place. So you know, kind of silver lining to it. Never like to see anybody lose their their you know their their jobs or you know their their livelihood, but. You know, it's it's not the it's not the end. And for us, it's like we're still cranking. So, <laughs> you know. It's... All right, I have a question. Question. Yes. So, a lot of our listeners and and just a lot of people out there are like, all right, so I have a skill set. I you know I want to go out on my own, and and now you know you're you're successful in what you're doing. Yet, you were still, hey, I I want to write a book, and something's going on here. What's What's the uh, what's the vision right now? Because obviously you're not just, you know, going to stay in one little place. There's there's something bigger going on. What's your what's your vision about, you know, kind of going forward and who you want to reach and where you want to go? Yeah. Um, so we have two locations. Our first one was in 2013 and then we expanded to a second location about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away uh, in 2017. So. That location is still kind of building, finding its spot. You know, we took a little more hit there with COVID than the other location. Um, so to continue to grow that, and then I would like to get a third one going actually in potentially Naperville. Shout out to your sister if we end up opening there. <laughs> Got it. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of start to focus more on helping other small business owners on customer service, coaching them up, uh, you know, teaching them those skills that I've kind of learned uh, and you know, that, that coaching aspect, I think why we all like training is the coaching aspect of it. So that's kind of where my mentality is moving forward. You know, good for you. It's, it's easy to get stuck within those four walls of your gym and shine it up and make it nice and, you know, have all the people there and create that environment. But it's almost, that's almost like a ball and chain. Like you could really get stuck in there if you don't expand things with books, with putting your information out further and, you know, presenting on panels and things like that, you know, or podcasting even, you know, has, has been a great way for us to, you know, expand beyond those four walls that we, that we train in and, and teach people, you know, how to be healthy. In. So, yeah, no, for sure. So now what, um, with coaching and whatnot, everyone now is like, I want to coach. I want to coach people. Is that, you know, is that something that you are seeking or are people finding you organically just because of what you're doing? Yeah. Just kind of started diving into that only because we have a lot of um, clients that are small business owners themselves. So like one client, uh, their neighbor it was their neighbor. Yeah. Uh, owned a small business. It's like, Hey, you should talk to him. He, his business, you know, his service is terrible, but he's got a good business. So kind of helped him a little bit. And then, um, somebody else in the chamber, local chamber. So it's kind of just naturally been a little organic. Um, also have a Facebook group, small business owners that crush the competition with service. So 
a lot of content posting there, helping some people through that as well. So I would say kind of organic um, a little bit right now. What What are some of the carryovers from the fitness industry that help in just about any industry? What are some of the things that, uh, you know, some maybe some different businesses have been able to absorb from you through the fitness industry? Yeah, I think it's everything we talked about. I don't think it necessarily is uh, industry specific. It's just the things we've talked about, which is putting people first, you know, that whole uh, LTS can basically be dropped into any business, which is start with the leader, build the right team, and then carry it out with the right systems and strategies. So just kind of taking that model and method, if you will, but then just aiming it differently to whatever business it might be. Uh, in this guy's business, it was a cleaning business. Um, so totally not a gym, uh, but the same type method, it's just going to be adjusted to that business. All right. My favorite question. Yes. You write, right? Crushing the competition with service. There is always, and I'm going to put my hand up for this. Brian can too. What have you seen that has been like, why are you doing this? Please point out to our listeners, to people all over the world, things that they may be doing that they should stop immediately. Anything that you, and I know, I mean, seriously, I could probably go on for this for a while, but what, what's the mistakes out there? What's going on? Yeah, I think a lot of times it comes to um, everything about your business has to do too with communication. So how do you speak to people, but also too about friction points. That's what it comes down to with businesses. So look at your business, like if you own a gym, where do your clients, what do they hate and what do they get annoyed with? For us, I know a lot of people get annoyed with cancellation policies. So we don't have one. If you cancel 10 minutes before, two hours before, we don't care. Just give us some sort of heads up because we know you have lives. You got kids, you got businesses. So we're not going to have a cancellation policy. And instead, we let you make it up some point um, if you just tell us, right? We're going to have a little ease on that because that annoys people. Um, so look at your business and you probably do a lot of very annoying things. Maybe it's rules and regulations that you have. Um, you can only do this on this day or you can, you're only allowed this. I mean, yeah, you got to have some guidelines, but don't be so rigid with certain things and think about yourself when you do business somewhere. What do you get annoyed with? Um, odds are everyone else does. So I would say just look at those friction points. That's usually where people get it wrong is they're too rigid on certain things. Um, and that just becomes an annoyance point for, you know, your customers and your clients. Sure. How, how about, how about marketing wise? One of the things we hear constantly over and over again is that the fitness industry, I mean, let's look at it. They're great for putting, you know, goddamn fitness models in their advertisements and they're, you know, they, they try to make it, you know, and they even come across as uh, very gruff or, you know, like, you know, like you're training Navy SEALs in your establishment. Uh, you know, it's not very inviting all the time. Uh, what, you know, and that to me is, is service. I mean, it's, it's most definitely a part of, of, of making a, an environment where they think that they can be successful in is, is part of, of serving them as, you know, through your business. What, uh, what, what, any tips or, or information there? Well, inclusivity is so hot right now. Oh, that yeah. Word. yeah. Inclusivity. I think, I think you nailed it, which is you just got to make people feel so incredibly welcome, whether they're ripped cover model or, you know, a hundred pounds overweight, like that second that they come in, we always teach all our coaches, like right away, Brian walks in the door, you are 
trying to connect him, not only introduce him, but look for connection points. Brian went to ASU. Hey, Jim went to ASU. Make that connection point because now all of a sudden you make that person way more comfortable. And if someone's not comfortable in your business, your gym, there's probably going to be a slim chance they're going to end up joining, right? Uh, so at the end of the day, you have to make them comfortable. And when you do your marketing, yeah, if you just have pictures of cover models everywhere, that's really only speaking to a very small percentage of people who probably come into your gym. Um, so your marketing has to speak to that. Hey, this is a comfortable environment. Everybody is welcome. So not just making it just about like the physiques that you might see, but let's talk more about the environment itself um, and the feeling when they get there. How have you handled hiring people? And I know you talk about onboarding and, you know, many of us have dealt with different companies and, you know, whether it's fitness or not. And once you, you know, hire someone, you onboard them, how long do you wait or train someone before you just talked about being comfortable and whatnot. And sometimes people are just in the wrong place. Like you were, you got to experience the Venetian and experience true customer service. I mean, it's like a resort. Let's call spade yeah. spade, you know, yeah. um, what, you know, what have you come across? Because th- this is tough. You know that you've had people, I'm sure that you're like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> what, how do you handle that? And do you let them go? Yeah, what we do when we interview someone before we even hire them, we tell them, A, you basically are going to have a 30-day period that this is kind of a test run for us and you. Let's just say maybe we like you, but it just doesn't end up being a fit for you. That that could happen too. We've had that happen. Um, but what we do that first um, period when we hired you is we tell you straight up like, hey, Christine, you know what? At the end of the day, you know who's going to make the hiring decision, not me, not anyone else here. It's going to be our clients. And we will ask them within that first two weeks on a routine basis, what do you think of Christine? Are you feeling like she's caring for you? Is there a comfort level? Are you getting motivated by her? And so it won't matter my opinion. At the end of the day, the clients are going to hire you or not hire you. And we tell them straight up. And then those first two weeks, that's all we're looking from from our client base is do they like this person? They feel like there's a good potential. If right away they're like, I'm not multitude of people are saying, I don't feel this person. I just don't see it. Then we'll just end it right there and say, Hey, you know what? This might not be the right fit for you. Maybe you're best in a large group one-on-one, maybe you're better doing this or that. Um, but we literally leave it up to our clients. If we hear crickets, probably not a good thing. If it's a lot of positivity, then we know we're going in the right direction. And that's powerful. It's, I, again, I'm curious of other people's perspectives because this is, you know, it's not just, we're all in this together. It's not just one person. It's, you know, like even though you talk about leadership and, you know, I always, I love the, um, what it's the, the, the fish stinks from the head down, right? Isn't that, yeah. it's not what it is. And, you know, having your, having yourself surrounded by a team, Again, there's, I don't know why I have so many examples today, but there was some lady today that, or she posted something on this like big running, women's ultra running something, you know, Facebook page. And she wrote this thing like, you know, I'm having, hey everyone, I'm having such issues with motivation and feeling like I can do this and I'm enough and blarp, 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 blarp. And I think I wrote back, you know, who are you surrounding yourself by? Right. Like, I'm like, who? 
who are the people in your circle? Because if, you know, I know for me, and I know Brian does it to me too, that if you're feeling bad, like the people around you are like <laughs> slapping you around or yeah. don't allow you to feel like you're a failure or not enough or or shouldn't be able to do something. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing I think is so important with – you know, with what you're talking about with crushing the competition as well, like you put in these, you know, you put in these steps, you surround yourself with the right people and you all lift each other up. And when there are people that mm, may not be, yay, then this isn't for you. They weed yeah, themselves I, out. I was going to say too, yeah, that's totally true. And, you know, if you have an expectation of how your you want your team to treat your clients, well, you have to treat your team just as good, if not better, because else they're not going to treat people that great, right? If you're not really giving them appreciation, you don't show them the time of day, you treat them like garbage. Well, how do you think they're going to in turn treat your clients? So I think you have to really make sure you're treating your people first, excellent. And then that'll lead to how they treat others. We're all breathing the same air, right? (laughs) Yeah. Gotta be fresh. That's a pre-COVID line. No, whoever that wasn't yeah. that wasn't said during COVID too much. Uh, <laughs> all right, so now we're gym geeks, right? We want to know what your workouts are like. What are you guys doing in there? What kind of what kind of workouts? Uh, what kind of training are you doing? Yeah, so we're all small group training, which I know for a while the thing was large group, but it seems like now the shift's coming back to small group because of COVID. Um, so max, so how, how how many max? Yeah. So what we do is we max eight an hour. And if we have five to eight people, we have two trainers because we never want to exceed a four to one ratio. So that way we can still keep it very personalized and individualized. Um, and it's all full body. It's We have three basic formats that we run through and they're a four week cycle each. So one's kind of, they all have cardio and strength, but one's a little more cardio heavy. And then one's a little more strength heavy. And then the third one's kind of like a nice in-between of the two. And then we just cycle those three formats. But the workouts are always ever-changing. You'll never see the same workout twice. Same format, just different workouts. Um, so you know, most of our clients come two to three times a week, and they fill in those gaps with some sort of cardio conditioning, Pilates, yoga type things. Cool. What kind of equipment are you guys using? Just standard Balls, bells, yeah. and ropes, and all that. You got it. The standards, right? Kettlebells, dumbbells, TRX. Um, you know, our only true machine is a just a dual arm cable machine. We have two of them. Other than that, you know, there's no real machines. Um, but yeah, lots of kettlebells, dumbbells, TRX, sleds, ropes. Um, you know, anytime we try to get new equipment, I always try to ask myself, what's how much usage can we get? Let's not just get something for one exercise usage. Uh, And we all know, let's face it. Most equipment is just packaged differently, but it's like the same thing as something else, but it's just like, Hey, this is new and shiny. It's really this, but it just looks a little different. Uh, But sometimes you got to buy those things because to clients, it's like, Oh my goodness, what's this? What's the Ferrari sitting in the back? Like I haven't seen that before. And in your head, you're like, all right. Yeah. That's just pretty much a dumbbell. It just looks different. But to, the, <laughs> but to them, it's like they go home and they tell somebody, right? Like we just bought these. I don't know if you guys have heard of title tanks. It's, you know, it's water. Right. Uh, it, it looks like a Viper for familiar with those. Mm-hmm. Right. It's clear, um, but the water is colored. You color it inside. So from a 
going back to experience, if you're a client, you're sitting there seeing this colored water move and it, it's, it's kind of cool, right? So you're going to probably go start talking about it outside the gym and we know, okay, yeah, it's got a reasoning behind it, but it's a good talking point tool. So that's part of the reason we invested in those. Um, so sometimes you have to do some of those type of purchases. I, I just see a kitten playing with a ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always say never buy anything at the conventions. That was like always like the rule because like everything shiny bells and whistles there. You even get a present presentation. Maybe you even sweat while you're using it. You're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to bring it back. And then it sits in the corner because you got, you know, all the stuff that you always use in the normal, you know, that you're used to programming and writing this stuff. In. And, you know, it's just one of those things. The expense. Mm-hmm. Hank, who is doing your programming? Are you writing it? Is it a group? What are you doing? Yeah, so um, I write the programming. Usually at the first of the month, I write it out for the four weeks. And then as a team, we meet every Thursday and every other week is our long programming meeting. So we'll sit down. We'll go over the upcoming week uh, workout and we'll say, here's what it is. Here's how we want to execute on it. Look for this. Look for that. Uh, we literally just step by step go through it. And now when you, um, when you're looking for clients, talk to us about the demographic that you are serving. Yeah, I would say ours is probably like 80, 90% of everybody listening, which is, you know, that 40 to 60 year old, 60% of our clients, female, you know, kind of upper middle class, um, type individual, higher demographic. Um, but you know, predominantly female and predominantly, I, I think last we did it, um, our average age client was 50. Yeah. And how about your uh, classes? What's the busier one morning, afternoon, evening, when do you get busy mornings, you know, mornings. we've, we've been open for our one gym coming up here on almost eight years. The other one's a little over four and both gyms mornings always have been busier than evenings. And I would say that continues to be the case that's it that's when fitness gets done right those are the people that they're there they're consistent they're you know that's part of their schedule the clothes are laid out the night before uh yeah those are the and i'm sure none of our clients are going to be well maybe they're listening but honestly you love all your clients but i don't know about you guys but those morning groups especially we have a five and a six to me they take the cake because they're the most into it they're focused i mean who gets up that early unless you really like it? it so i think you don't want to say you have favorites, but it kind of is. I've, I, you know, those five AMers. We get a real committed crew at five AM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not there, and and you know, in the in the evening, for what it's worth, I know how my schedule is. And like you said before, we got kids, you got family, you got you know, you got all these things coming up. You got, you know, I, I am like one. If I if I leave my workout till the afternoon or the evening or after you know after five o'clock when most people get off. Um, you know, it's like I'm like one like, hey, honey, could you stop at the store and get some bread away from not working out that day? It could be anything that trips you up, right? It could it'd be anything. It could be you sitting around, you know, all day saying, I just don't feel like doing it later today. Uh, you know, so there's a, usually a little bit more of a commitment to getting up and getting out there. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. And the last thing people need is one more thing, right? To not come into the gym. So. Yeah, Totally. I'm like, I would do anything not to get up at four in the morning. <laughs> anything. Really? So you strike me as the type that would be 5 a.m., first person at the door, busting it down. Let's go. You know what, Hank? And then um, there's all the times where I roll up like at the last minute before a marathon with like a cup of coffee and like my Facebook out. Everyone's warming up. And I'm like, 
oh, maybe I should take my sweatpants off and put my coffee down. <laughs> They're going to put the gun out. It's Yeah, don't be fooled by this. All right. Facade. But then she goes and destroys the damn marathon and pisses off every type A runner that, like, busts their yeah. ass, you know, for all this stuff. That's probably <laughs> even better. That's probably a better feeling to just be that person then because then they're just looking at you like, what the? Yeah. yeah. Who the heck is this? She's in a Wonder Woman costume. It's sometimes. Like, it's sometimes. Nuts. <laughs> I mean, what does she do? What kind of training is she doing? Dude, <laughs> it, it, that's the thing with her. The training actually, that she does. She'll she'll train. So what type of blocks did you do for your last ultra, Christine? I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? What? You just wing it. You just wing a hundred miler. If I were you, I would just make stuff up, right? Throw them off the trail even more. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I brownies. Like, what? Really? What's yeah, that? I just ate, yeah. sh- I ate sugar for two straight weeks before the mm. race. That's all I would do. Well, I drink soda and and smoke a lot of cigarettes, and then um, yeah, all the sugar. You've yeah, been yeah. you've you you know you've been around long enough and you've seen these people that you know and you've been in sports where there's just those freaks those freak athletes that need no recovery time that like you know just can do anything day after day after day that's Christine that's Christine oh, I don't know what type of backhanded compliment that no, was no no you're an incredible athlete that's what I'm saying like the ones yeah yeah and a freak yeah freak. I'm special. I may or may not wear a helmet. No, it is. It's, <laughs> that's a compliment for sure. Yeah, you're like, wow, that guy, you know, like, especially like track and field, you know, I see all the runners and, and things like that. It's like, that kid needs no recovery time. He's ready to go, right? Other kids, yeah. needs a little, he needs a day or two, you know, kind of before he starts, you know, running like himself again after a hard workout. And, and, uh, Christine can do 365 days. I had a breakthrough days. today. I actually had a oh – I did have a breakthrough today. I've been struggling. I did a long race two weeks ago, and I did – I just didn't – Tell them how long. Recover. Like, I thought I'd be fine after a couple of days. Like, ah, whatever. Like, usually I could do an Ironman or a marathon, and then the next day go out and run or do whatever. And this last one, like – I thought I had like lung cancer. Like I was like, oh my god! Like for for a week and a half, every time I try and jog, my heart rate would get high. I was like, and I thought I, I literally thought I was dying. I'll say this loud enough for Hank to hear it, Christine. After a hundred miler, you need to like recover a little bit. I didn't. Right? Know that. I didn't know. Need to I thought it, oh, would be so fine. it was just a hundred. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, a long race. She called it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you, you, your body might need a few days. You know, I'm just saying. A massage, maybe. You got to take care of the body. Jeez. I, I couldn't because I had some toenails that fell off, and I didn't want anyone to have to deal with that Touch, in a massage yeah. or anything. But um, man, this fit, this fit crazy lifestyle. It's something. It's Christine. fun. Yeah, I mean, we all. I think we all are a little bit wacky, right? If mm-hmm. we're in this industry, we're all just a little, little wacky. It's and it's, we left other in, other industries where we were like, yeah, we're so successful. We want to do. That's well, yeah, yeah. it's living, but yeah, know? we're alive. That's what it is. It's living. It's the same. You know, you push the push the limits a little bit and see where it takes you. Ain't you ain't living unless you lose your toenails. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about that that sounds <laughs> enticing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, well, you know what? It's we're all in this together, and you know what? I hope our listeners as well. You know, this that's why we do what we do is to, you know, inspire other people to do things that they may not yet realize that they can do. And that's that's the whole reason for podcasting, for speaking, for coaching, for everything that we do. And I think it's important for people to hear that, to to step outside and say, Hey, you know what? Am I really happy with what I'm doing? Is this 
eat. You know, is are these the people that I want to call my tribe, my wolf pack? And um, you know, you got to keep making waves, Hank. So yeah. we're super, we're super pumped to know you now and get you onto the archives. You're an official uh, fit, crazy, you know, guest forever. And, um, and a, a Wednesday guest, right? Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, man. That, well, that's, that's that next level right there. That's service, Hank. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is service. Right. You right. see the two of us not in our nice outfits, you know, sans makeup, hair done. I'm talking about Brian. No, it's never happening. You know. Yeah. I expected like a, you know, a tie or something. Suit, yeah. Full piece suit. Talks. You're lucky we're wearing pants during the pandemic. Like we used to say, like you've no idea. We maybe we don't have pants on. It's know. Zoom. Hey, anything goes, right? That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, let's let's uh, tell. Give us a pearl here. Give us one more one more big thing that you can suggest to us, just to kind of get us moving and motivated. Go out, and you also want to know where we can get this book of yours and contact mm-hmm. information and all that. Go. Yeah, I would say uh, surprise and delight your clients. That's that's a big thing. Learn from the best, which is Ritz Carlton. They empower their employees to, I think for them, it's like $2,000 an employee, which sounds outrageous for us in fitness, but, you know, budget your own. For us, it's, uh, we allow our team to potentially, right? We say $250, um, each month for us to gift surprise clients. So examples of this could be, we know Christine has a big race coming up, so we don't say anything. We surprise her with a massage on us after her race. Uh, we hear it's someone's anniversary. We send them some flowers. It could be as something as, as dumb as someone comes to your gym one day and is having a terrible day, and this happened to us, and their whole day is built around their cup of coffee from Starbucks, and their day is a wreck, and they have a huge meeting that day and a big presentation. They get done with their workout. Here is their cup of coffee coffee exactly how they like it ready to go they take it they leave two dollars fifty cents um so i'd say surprise and delight your clients more than you might do now maybe you don't even do that at all right now um leave a care package at their doors um whatever you can do but surprise and delight them because that's the unexpected and it really has an impact on people you know hank i'm gonna jump in and say if not just your clients, but your coworkers, yes. I used to say that I used to bring in, um, I used to bring in coffee or bring in every once in a while, you know, maybe I actually did it once a week, once a week, I would bring in like to the Friday people that were working behind the desk. I would bring in everyone a lottery ticket and it, you know, it's like what, you know, maybe $4 I spent or something. Yeah. And we'd all, I'd walk in and be like, Let's get out of here. <laughs> and we'd all scratch our tickets together. And, you know, sometimes oh, people would fun. win a couple bucks or whatever. But that or coffee or just something little, it would do such amazing things for morale. And then yes. those people like at the desk, you know that they're not making a heck of a lot of money or, you know, fellow, you know, coaches or people. It just it was such an awesome team building thing. And it was so I, like you said, it's such little or stupid or whatever, but it means so much. And, you know, to piggyback on that, and I, the book is – I'm spacing on the book, but uh, this book I read about a year or two ago, he talked about when we started implementing when you hire someone in the interview process, if you think you're going to hire them, you ask them the question of, hey, you know, Brian, tell me a $20, $25 indulgence for yourself. You might say, oh, it's this Kona coffee or, oh, it's my shaker bottle or it's this or that, whatever it might be. 
and you just kind of secretly write it down. They're going to be a little bit confused and not sure why you asked that. And then if you end up hiring them, then that first day they show up, you have that thing ready for them along with a card from your entire team signed. So just like you said, talk about out of the gate, giving them a wow experience that sets the tone for your expectations. So um, that's great. With you bring that up. That's what made me think about that. No, that's you that's could, great. That could be such a interesting response. I'd, I'd like to use that <laughs> for my clients. You know, that's a, good, a twenty-five dollar indulgence. <laughs> right? Maybe I'm don't. Sorry. Maybe don't, want, gonna, the, maybe don't right? want the answer. To I'm that. going to come back to adult Christie now. <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. All right. So give us some uh, some details. How do they find you? How do they buy the book? We want them to go take action and crush. Yeah, books on Amazon, Crushing the Competition with Service. You can get the paperback. You can get uh, digital um, if you want, if you like to go that route. Social media platforms, Hank Eveling, you can find me, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. It's Hank Eveling IV. Uh, if not, you just look up Hank Eveling, you might find my father. Um, <laughs> so be very specific on that. But, yeah. Shoot me a message, DM me, and be happy to chat with you or help you out with customer service. Um, you know, we're all family in this industry. So, yeah, I'd love to connect with anybody. Good. I love it. It's all in the show notes, too. So uh, if, you, if you don't do it upon yourself to you know, find it on Amazon, we'll have a link for you there. Perfect. Hank, thank you so much for an awesome conversation today. And uh, I'll be in touch next time. Next time I'm headed out to Chicago, I'll, uh, you know, give you a shout out. See if I'm yeah, gonna... hey, the fact that you're you got Naperville connections, you're right. Come in for a little workout, right? Oh yeah, building. I'm building my workouts all over the world. Like, oh, okay, I'm going here. <laughs> oh, I gotta call them and say hi. So, right. absolutely, that's, that, that's what it's about, right? Have your little, your own little network. So beautiful, beautiful, Hank. You made my Wednesday, man. Thank you. Yeah, hey, you guys, I appreciate you. <laughs> let me let me come on on a Wednesday. So, uh, and, yep. All right. Well, for all you listeners out there, we'll get all that information out to you about Hank. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.